audio for, for sampling. See how that sounds. Oh, no. Mm. Someone coughed on that recording. <laughs> That's loud enough. Sounds good to me. All right. Welcome to Stupid Decisions. Paranormal Podcast. Paranormal Podcast, where we talk about the science behind the spooky and strange. Uh, I'm Jake. And I'm Wyatt. Welcome back to another week. We are continuing our journey of August around around the world. world. Before we get into our segments, though, we are overdue to reboot the pander device or really the pander function on the nc triple a device that's right um so this is a uh what's do you remember which episode it's from it's like a thousand episodes yeah episode 60 or something we ended up um half building half summoning this uh, <laughs> arcane computer it's not our first you know foray, foray into, into um haunted accursed uh, yeah, tools yes. as you may see later on <laughs> in, uh, in another segment today with yeah, some uh, some cursed casino <laughs> accoutrement oh my god we added a function a few episodes ago to this particular machine the pander function which allows us to uh determine which cryptids in the world each of our dear patrons at patreon need to personally be aware of exactly and um in no way is this just clicking random on the cryptids wiki so Not at all. we will Boot this up. Yep, so look at this switched on here. It's up. Okay. A lot of heat, even as it's just getting going. I'm pretty sure this is just straight up radiation. <laughs> but uh yeah, so here let's just plug. Here's your cord. Here's mine. We just all we have to do is Thanks. plug this straight into our brain. <laughs> Ooh. Oh that uh that definitely gets your attention. It does. And so now we very simply just have to each focus very on simple. very simply. Focus on one each of our our dear dear patrons. All right, I will focus on Kathleen or Kate. I'm not sure which one she or prefers, Kate. but yes, uh, either our way, our dear Glaswegian friend. Yes, indeed, you're rather closer to Norway than we are. Uh, if you're ever in Dovre, Norway, keep your eyes peeled for the Berg Konga, aka the Dovre Gubbin, aka the Mountain King. Basically, he is the monster version of a total creeper. Mm. He will take the form of a man wearing nothing but a cape made of leaves. Bold choice. Sounds like it could be hot or gross. (laughs) Hangs out in the forests and attempts to seduce women he finds alone before bringing them back to his basement uh, mountain lair. (laughs) I guess one can only hope the man form is beautiful, verging on hot, because his non-human form is said to be monstrously huge, resembling an arachnid or lizard thing. Mm. (laughs) One or the other. Yeah. But again, this also sort of strikes foul with me because I think the Mountain King is supposed to be some kind of goblin-y troll monster creature. And when you're in his hall, it's a neat thing that happens. Oh. It's not ringing any bells. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, so, okay, if you ever yes. if you ever encounter a guy wearing only a cape... Yeah, made of leaves, <laughs> hiding in the woods. We may not need to tell you to watch out for him, but watch out for him. Yeah, yeah. Heads up, he might be up to something <laughs> a little weird. <laughs> Turns out. <laughs> Do be on guard, and thank you so very much for your support. We appreciate it. Great. Now I will focus on Teresa of Chicopee, Mass. What up, Teresa? She's a good friend of mine. <laughs> And I don't know her yet, but <laughs> hopefully I'll get to meet some of these cool people sometime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. What well, you need to be on the lookout for, the Medford Schmooze. <laughs> now, this is not Medford, Mass., but Medford, Oregon. They originally cited... I think Teresa is a Medford Schmooze. Medford Schmooze. <laughs> it was originally cited in 1953 in Medford, Oregon. There's no reason to assume that they might not appear again right the hell now in Massachusetts. Mm. Uh, And that 1953 sighting was, of course, not really mentioned until a 1984 issue of the Center for UFO Studies Associate Newsletter. Oh my god. So from the original witnesses, they say, quote, they were white with very smooth satiny fur and were shaped somewhat like peanuts. Hmm. They lacked any features like arms, legs, wings, or beaks. They glided in a sideways motion at first, then straight away until they disappeared into a wooded area. The last of the three was slightly smaller than the other two. I don't know. Teresa doesn't really have B. Basically, they look like the schmooze from the Lil Abner comic strip, hence the name. Ah, uh, yes. Um, and if you run into them, be prepared to do pretty much whatever. <laughs> <laughs> if it's the same thing from the Lil Abner comic strip, my understanding is that they can be 
used for anything. They can be used as like food or building oh. materials or currency or some kind of something. Like oh, God. They're just like any, the all-purpose resource. They look uh, like something you might find drawn on a high school bathroom stall. <laughs> yes. And, uh, yeah, I think that That'll do a good, it. helpful helpful tips to some of our very, very nice people helping us make this show. Yes, indeed. Thank you all very much for your support. You can expect more helpful tips in the future. And in the meantime, let's just get these things out of our heads. Yeah, good call. <sighs> okay, yeah. Each time we plug it in, it feels... Hotter and deeper in my mm-hmm. brain. Yeah. Although I have to say, as terrified as I was becoming of it being inside of there... I'm actually now kind of missing it, and I don't know why. <laughs> we'll get to do it again next episode. Don't worry. There you go. Great. So now I think it is time to, to jump right in. This time in our August Around the World trip, we are stopping in India. India. I think the prompt I gave was India, and then I kind of amended it as the Indian subcontinent in general <laughs> as a kind of way to do like, I'm not sure how easy time I'm going to have finding yeah. stuff, so I opened it up to myself a little more. Which this one was out. tricky. It was. The goal of the show, obviously, isn't to pick apart folk tales or mythologies. No, but I'm doing that today. Because our aim isn't to try and like, <laughs> debunk religion. But, like, there, yeah, there's, we definitely talk about folk stuff a lot of the time as far as, oh, trying oh, yeah. to understand where, where certain what's ideas What's it rooted from. in, right. Exactly. Not so much saying, hey, this isn't real. This is dumb, you dum-dums. <laughs> so it was tough not going through and saying, oh, here's just, like, mythological creatures from this particular place we're looking at. Absolutely. And then just saying, oh, here's why it's not real. More like, you know, things like, say, the uh, the Mapinguari and like, oh, how that could be right. a, an ancestral memory of a really cool megafauna that species exist. that would have coexisted with right. people at a time. So try to understand the science behind how those stories might get into a culture and not try and say, here's why they're wrong. Yeah, and let's laugh at them being misinformed. Right. So as a result, it was a little tough to research this episode. In and unfortunately, we today, with. for me, my stuff is going to be that. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, it's, I mean, it's like I said, it's it's tough, and it's our um, part of the point of August around the, the world, world was to um, <laughs> was to challenge ourselves to just like check out places we Indeed. haven't really looked into more. And Indeed. so, it's if nothing else has been illuminating, it's like oh, we, we have a lot to learn about these places, so we yeah. can come back again and learn more next time around. Most definitely. Um, I decided to resort to my old standby Reddit posts. Ah, yes. <laughs> Which I do like because it's an easy way to find first-person accounts directly from witnesses and not filter through any listicle bullshit or prolonged game of narrative telephone uh-huh. as far as different places retelling stories different ways till eventually it just gets so far from the actual original account. Right. The downside being that while it is written by one person and then right to your <laughs> eyeballs. There are asterisks all over, or asterisks. Asterisks, I guess. Asterisks? Asterisks. All over the place. All over the place because people can write whatever they want. Mm-hmm. A lot of these subreddits are designed to be like, oh, no, we, you know, we, we don't want you writing fiction in here. And they try and... <laughs> this is serious. Yeah, they try and monitor for stuff and, and take out stuff that's obvious fiction. But after a certain point, it can be hard to tell. Mm-hmm. Um, my first thing is also the loosest fit of all the ones I have. I have mm. a collection of smaller stories. This one's a story from a guy who lives in the U.S., but it's from Sri Lanka. Oh. So it takes place in the wrong country, and it's about somebody from the wrong country. <laughs> Are you for real? Uh, that's why I was going with the more Indian subcontinent thing. <laughs> it's like, well, it's, it's, but it's, it, and it has some general Hindu icon connection within the story that ties oh, it all when together. When you said loosely. the wrong country, I was imagining the story takes place in America. Oh, oh no, it, it does. <laughs> Oh, Jake. It takes place in the U.S. from someone who's from not actually India. Uh-huh. Sri Lanka. It was tough, guys. This is just the first one. I got more. So, um, here is this. <laughs> this comes from Eight Funny Dude a little over a year ago in the Paranormal subreddit. It said, a few months ago, me and my family discovered that our house was being haunted by some sort of negative energy. Mm-hmm. This is the story. My family has a Sri Lankan background, and my dad had recently flown back to the U.S. from, from Sri Lanka, where he was visiting some relatives. He brought some presents with him for me and my sister, which were pretty neat. But there was one thing he brought home that completely changed everything. It was a beautiful painting of an Indian-slash-Hindu god. I don't know which god it was, but it was very well designed. Hell, it wasn't even painted. It was, like, stitched together with some sort of material and gold-colored, protected oh inside of a photo frame. So just, like, a neat... It's bad sign. Some, yeah. <laughs> it's not even painted. It's probably evil. Mm-hmm. Um, since my sister is away at a university, her room is basically empty. So my parents decided to hang the god up on the wall. Everything was normal, but only for a few days. I was at school, and my mom was home alone. She was cleaning the house, and she suddenly heard the sound of breaking glass. Mm. It came from my sister's room. 
She went into the room and saw that the glass frame on the god picture had shattered out of nowhere. It was still hanging on the wall. Hmm. Nothing could have made a break like that. This is when paranormal events started happening. <laughs> my sister's room is right across from mine. At night, I'd leave my room door slightly open. My cat likes to sleep with me, and I leave my uh, door open to make sure he has access to his litter box and stuff. Anyway, I'd always feel like I was being watched at night. An eerie feeling, and sometimes I'd hear random knocks on the wall. Uh, the knocks weren't from my cat or my parents, as they were all asleep. I also like the idea <laughs> that during the day, it is expected that his parents or cat would be going around. <laughs> Just knock, so, so, you know, they were asleep, so they were done knocking on stuff. They were all done knocking for the yeah. day. That said, nothing spooky ever happened to me for some reason. It huh. did for my sister, though. Good boy. My sister came home from college for the weekend. She always slept with the light on and TV on in her room. Yeah. She told me that every night she would have terrifying nightmares and sleep paralysis. She would wake up to see a tall, dark figure standing at the foot of her bed. Mm. She also just bolted out of her room one time in the middle of the night to wake up my parents. She said that she had sleep paralysis and saw a giant spider on her ceiling. It fell on her face, then fell to the floor and wiggled under her bed. Ugh. My dad checked under the bed and saw nothing. Mm-hmm. Which also, if it were a real spider, that's even worse. It's like, now it's unaccounted for. Oh my God, can you Which imagine? Is, yeah. I am totally comfortable sharing my space with all manner of creepy crawlies, as long as I know where they are. Yeah, exactly. That's my deal. Like If they can see, like, oh, you're over there. Okay, you do you. I'll do me, and it's right. fine. But once it's like, oh, crap, where to go? Where <laughs> to the, go? Then, yeah, because... If it, once it gets it really from? the part that I don't, I don't want to share a bed or a shower <laughs> or a toilet with any of these creatures. Find personal spaces. Yes, more so actually. I guess for me, more the shower. I'm always worried, especially because I don't have my glasses on when I'm showering, so I can't see stuff. Oh yeah. I was like, oh no, is that thing on the ground just like a bit a, of dust? Some dust, or is that something drowning? Like, oh no. So a couple oh. times I've kind of had a good excuse. Like, I'm just gonna like lean in close and see. Like, oh, it's a bug, and I take it out and put it on the wall, and then it would dry mm-hmm. off and walk away. Anyway, this is so far off topic. <laughs> I think it's as on topic as anything. <laughs> uh, so he looked into the bed, saw nothing. She went back to her university shortly after that. Mm-hmm. Every time she came home, she would have repeated paralysis and nightmares in that room. Mm. Apparently only while she was home and not when she was at school. Mm. Then one day, my mom was showing uh, our super religious, uh, super spiritual slash religious friend, whose name was Joanna, just kidding, around the house. <laughs> when the friend walked inside of my sister's room, she suddenly stopped and said, I can't go in there. Mom asked why, and she replied, it's evil in there. Oh, shit. She pointed at the painting thingy and claiming that there was evil energy resonating from it. Mom immediately threw the painting away, and what followed the next day was both scary and relieving. Hmm. I was at school again, and my mom and dad were at home. They said they heard a loud crash outside, so they ran out and found our mudroom door blown out into our front yard. If you don't know what a mudroom door is, we basically have two front doors. The first one, you had the description of a mudroom. I don't think we need a description of a mudroom. Just that you walk through a door, take your shoes off, walk through another door, you're inside. It was the outer door of the house. Right, right. Um, Had been uh, blown out. It had blown off of its hinges and banged onto the cement outside. Wow. Uh, There wasn't even any wind that day. It was very calm but cloudy. The door also had a big glass panel. Surprisingly, it didn't break. Hmm. Plus, if it were windy, you probably wouldn't suck the door off of the house. No, indeed. It wasn't even windy inside that day. (laughs) I also like that it blew off the hinges, landed banged on the sidewalk but the glass didn't break as though something wrenched it off and then just placed it down really gently <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> our spiritual friend came back and we told her what happened she observed the door and told us that because the negative energy's object was gone it violently escaped our house in a rage blowing our door off its hinges mm. it had the house blessed after that after that event my sister had no problem sleeping in that room whatsoever and i no longer feel like i'm being watched that still hasn't changed my views on religion. I'm still an atheist, although I do believe in the supernatural. Thank you for reading. Hmm. This isn't exactly a haunting in India story, but a haunted object from near India story. <laughs> um, <laughs> but also, we haven't had a lot of haunted object stories. I think we had like Annabelle no, the true. doll, which yep. was a hoax, right? Uh, because fuck the Warrens. And I don't know if we've really done many others besides that. And it's it's always an interesting kind of um, variation on the typical haunting thing, where it's like, oh, there's something attached to this particular thing right. you brought into your house. Right. 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 And people be like, oh, that's why you shouldn't buy stuff from yard sales. Like, no, it's where you get the coolest old shit. For like a dollar. Exactly. So, I don't know. An interesting, interesting tale. Especially Very the idea much. of a door being blasted off like that. That's wild, but it's yeah. funny that they threw something. I like the idea that they just threw the thing in the trash and the trash was still in the house. <laughs> and the thing's like, well, that's no good. Gotta go now, exactly. I guess. Yeah, the trash was symbolic enough that <laughs> yeah, it's like, It hadn't even Aww. been taken out yet. But, um. Uh, <laughs> that's so funny. That's a good point. People in the comments asked which Indian or Hindu god it was, and the guy, I'm not sure, I really don't remember, 
I didn't look at it that closely, and I don't know them enough. It's like, I mean, and there are a decent number of them. To be fair, the mythological cast is extensive. Oh yeah, it's a, it's quite a huge. The Hindu mythology pantheon. is massive. Yeah, super cool. Am I correct in my understanding that heroes could become gods? Oh, I'm not sure. I, I wouldn't doubt it though. I have to look. I don't remember Krishna's whole deal. It's been too long. In my seekings out of stories, though, I did come across a few things pointing me back to reading about Hindu mythology. And yeah, it's like there's not just gods, but there's also a huge there's a huge set of gods, huge set of divine beings, mm. a huge set of like spiritual entities on and on from there it's really cool it's It's very interesting awesome yeah i mean there's no end to the stories one could write and uh yeah it's very cool awesome anyway go on this next one is more on point which is to say actually takes place in india (laughs) the suburbs of mumbai is this an american who moved there (laughs) no someone brought something from america from what i i I, each of these people whose um, writers i looked at i did then look at other things they posted to get a sense of what they're about mm-hmm. if they post much fiction or not and uh, also trying to see where they are mm-hmm. and stuff too to mm-hmm. be sure mm-hmm. this guy seems to just have he says he's always lived in mumbai i assume he based on other posts and some other places and also that uh yeah and he's asking a question about some kind of like particular i don't know if it was a ride share service or something specifically in uh in mumbai or something so just a local to that area mm-hmm. um and not just making up being there his username is the real Sredney Vashtar, hmm. which is kind of a literary deep cut there, and hmm. uh, possibly a distant cousin to Jeff. Ooh, uh, folks, look up the short story Sredney Vashtar if you are curious what I'm talking about. Uh, so this is a collection of various experiences from this one person in one post. Mm-hmm. Who says, "Hey, our paranormal, I've been debating about making this post for a while now, and I'm finally taking the plunge today. These are some of the experiences that I've had while living in my house." These aren't very obviously paranormal, and a keen scientific mind might be able to explain these away. But I'm convinced that I have had a few brushes with the supernatural. So hopefully you and I can together make up one keen scientific mind. Indeed. Uh, This one dates back to almost seven years. I was on the computer doing whatever teens do. Nowadays, I don't know. Uh, Seven years ago, though? Still don't know. (laughs) We've been... Seven years ago, we were both out of college. Oh, man. Who knows what the teens were doing... These days and those days. Mm-hmm. Um, Minecraft, maybe. Minecraft, probably Neopets. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Tamagotchi, that was back then. Yeah, right? yeah, that was online. <laughs> but I heard a door slam loudly somewhere in the opposite end of the house. I uh, figured it would be my sister, who did have a habit of slamming doors when she was one of, was in one of her moods. Oh, jeez. I yelled in the general direction, asking what's wrong. On not getting a reply, I went to check on her. No one else was home, on, um, and the air was still as still as a summer noon. Hmm. Uh, no idea what made the door slam so loudly. So just a weird one-off kind of thing that happened. It's like, oh, I don't know. That's a thing I really remember happening one time, and, mm-hmm. and that was that. Uh, next up. This next one is my mom's story, who swears it happened. She had been working on an article. She works as a correspondent for a daily... I don't know what a daily... If it's a daily newspaper, a daily journal, but referring to it as some, a daily. Some daily. A periodical. Uh, late into the night when she heard a faint whisper calling her name. Ooh. Maybe it was a hallucination brought on by overworking herself or something like that, but she swears it sounded like my dad, who had been dead for almost 16 years by that point. Boo. The same night, she had a dream where she saw her dead husband, so we way to refer to your dad? Also your dad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> cross a veil to somewhere. She almost followed him, but woke up before she could do it. Hmm. She's convinced, uh, convinced she would have died as she followed him. Ooh. She, being a superstitious person, had a Hindu priest perform a ceremony of sorts, Similar to a Christian priest blessing the house, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Creepy. Moving on. <laughs> this one is the scariest thing I've ever experienced to date. Ooh. And it's likely to remain so. I had been uh, having a party at my place as my mom had left the house and my sister and I for the weekend. We naturally proceeded to call our friends over and get drunk. Around two in the morning, the music had turned down and it was just a group of people walking, um, talking over cigarettes and cheap scotch. <laughs> Tragedy struck. We ran out of smokes. Ugh. Four of us left the place to buy a fresh pack or two. Yes, drunk driving was involved. I can't believe you need to even ask. Um, this guy. Yeah. We bought our smokes and were nearing my place. And before you see the entrance to my house, you make a turn and there's maybe 50 meters of open road. This is important to the story. There's another entrance from the main street as well, which we weren't taking at this time. I was in the backseat babbling, being happily drunk with one of our soberish, oh, well, one of our soberish friends drove. I'm just sitting there blah, 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 just happily making nonsense <laughs> Very noise in the back. Um, awesome. <laughs> as we made the turn, he stepped on the brakes and swore loudly, snapping us out of our haze. All of us saw it. A woman, almost seven feet tall, was menacingly making her way down the road in the opposite direction, hmm. toward the main street. 
She was draped in the traditional Indian garb, and from what we could see of her skin, it seemed like it was made of porcelain. Her skin had this weird sheen to it. Her hmm. arms swung wildly, and she covered the distance in rapid strides and made the other turn, which would have led her on the main street. The driver gingerly stepped on the gas and made it to the main street to see deserted streets and footpaths, save the occasional car or a stray pooch. There was no one. Hmm. We went back home and passed the rest of the night swapping spooky stories. I still cannot forget the terror I felt. Hmm. Was it an alcohol-induced vision? Maybe. But how could the four of us have the same hallucination? Well, if the scotch is cheap enough, anything's <laughs> possible. Then, exactly. Yeah. The hallucination is creep enough. <laughs> yes. Uh, this is the last experience that I'll share with you all before concluding. My grandfather came to live with us as he neared the end of his life. We didn't want to put him in a hospice and instead wanted him to have all the comforts of our home and, he surrounded, and be surrounded by his loved ones. We set him up in a spare bedroom, brought, him, uh, brought in his favorite rocking chair and his hand-rolled cigarettes. Hmm. He lived with us um, for almost a year before moving on. Mm-hmm. Based on that wording, I assume means he spent the next six years couch surfing. Exactly. Uh, the spare bedroom was brought back in use and I let one of my friends from uni sleep in there after it was too late for him to go home. He didn't know my granddad had lived in there. But the next day, he told us of the salt-and-pepper-haired man smoking near the window as he slept. Huh. So he could smell the unfiltered cigarette smoke. Maybe my grandfather's photo on the mantelpiece could have subconsciously given him an idea, but that doesn't explain the smell of cigarettes. Hmm. Sometimes I'll have dreams of him, my, grandpa, uh, my granddad, if I choose to sleep in that room for any reason. In those dreams, I'm convinced that he's still alive. I have more stories of this house. I still live here when I'm not living at my dorm. Somehow we have gotten used to these, and the frequency has decreased over time. <laughs> I don't know what to believe. I'll post a few more of these experiences as and when I have the time. So just some uh, hmm. some odd experiences this guy's had over mm-hmm. the years in mm-hmm. uh, this particular area, and uh, pretty weird. Hmm. I do like that he <laughs> at least was open to the idea of someone being primed by like oh, seeing a photo of someone. Oh, very much so. Yeah. Um, and like yeah, maybe he didn't know that the grandfather had slept in that like, like been living in that room, but right. um. You know, if you'd known, you might have deduced that someone, he's dead now, so I'm wondering if, oh, maybe he lived here at some point, or, right. I don't know, getting the idea in your head of this person having lived and died at some point could then make you uh, have that sort of feeling of... Creepiness. Uh, yeah. But the cigarette smoke thing is an interesting, interesting addition. Yeah, it and, makes it that much more uh, visceral. Yeah. I do have one last little account that I dug up. This is from Omega Friend. Okay. And a post entitled... This one time in India, <laughs> this is a shorter one, but it's a uh, a fun one. Cool. More, more in my camp of things that I enjoy. When I traveled to India about 20 years ago, I took the bus slash coach to travel from one city to another. It was a night bus, so most of the people around me were sleeping. Mm. It was dark on the road. Um, it was dark, and the road was surrounded by a forest out in the middle of nowhere. Here we go. The road was only illuminated by the headlights of the bus, and we were seemingly alone on the road. I was bored and passed the time by staring out the window. There, I saw this creature on the side of the road hurrying into the dark woods. The moment lasted a second or two, but I saw the creature clearly. Mm. It looked like something with a human body doing an inverted crab walk. Ooh, here we go. Yeah. It had the head of a Doberman dog or jackal. It had a waddling gait with each limb moving independently like an insect. Everyone around me was asleep, and I felt like a crazy person. I kept telling myself that I must have seen something else and misinterpreted it in my mind. Because I, um, I just caught a glimpse of it. In later years, I have questioned whether I was dreaming it. I feel extremely certain of what I saw, but I'm probably wrong. There's probably a logical explanation to it. A few years ago, I stumbled upon this gif. I was never able to describe what I saw until I found this, this gif. Is the gif of the thing from the movie? Yes, it is. Um, so they found this like 15 years after the fact. Mm-hmm. It's not real, but the thing I saw looked almost exactly like this creature. A bit more jackal-like, but pretty much like this. So I, I do have a link to it. You know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. So I'll, mm-hmm. I'll post a link. It's a clip from the movie Xtro, for those of you listening. It's a commonly used clip when talking about things like uh, skinwalkers and uh, all that jazz. Mm -hmm. Uh, So commonly used that I actually use it for the cover uh, uh, image of episode 33, There Are No Moose. The person says, I'm a very rational person and I do not believe in supernatural things. But being in an Indian forest at night will make even the most sane person doubt his mind. Those forests (laughs) are truly scary. Nice. (laughs) But uh, yeah, I haven't been to one, so... Indeed. I'll have to ask. Taruna, if you're listening, tell us that that's true. <laughs> um, some frequently asked questions, people, so they added this into um, their post after more comments and stuff below. I'm getting a lot of questions about hypnagogic hallucinations and sleep yep. paralysis. Even though I feel well versed enough in paralysis and hallucinations to rule them out, I'm not going to dismiss it completely. I just wanted to point out that this incident st- uh, instilled a childlike fear and irrationality in me as a, as a kid because the thing looked so unnatural. 
It was a fear of something unknown and, and inexplicable. I, I think about this incident a lot, since it's the only supernatural encounter I've ever had. While in med school, I learned about um, Genu um, Recurvatum, or Genu Recurvatum. I see a lot of people posting it here. That's a thing. It's a mutation kind of thing when your knee bends backwards. Oof. Seems more or less functional, but bending the wrong way. Some wow. of the old photos of people with that, it's pretty fr- it's like people just like wearing clothes like looking at the camera like posing for this but with their mm-hmm. like they're in this really really weird um position like oh that's not how a human body is supposed to be mm-hmm. and that alone makes it creepy right um, right uncanny valley stuff yes uh it is likely that i saw a human or animal with a deformity rather than a supernatural being however my childlike fear became a different kind of fear when i realized that now i find it creepy on a different level <laughs> now it's a grown-ass man's fear <laughs> exactly uh, that's creepy, <laughs> creepy on a different level that a deformed human is roaming around at night in the jungles of India in the middle of nowhere is pretty creepy on its own merit well that's just people <laughs> this guy's getting all judgy yeah. <laughs> uh, I said or I might have just met a fucking alien who knows <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> um, that is creepy that was the creepiest one for me yeah and the uh, vision of that is very spooky imagine just seeing that running off into the woods somewhere like, what, what, what did I just what? see <laughs> Yeah, yeah. spooky. Um, so that's just a ran- random grab bag of, of spooky tales from in or around or kind of adjacent <laughs> to At India. least on the same planet as <laughs> India. <laughs> I tried. No, I'm giving you shit. Yeah. Um, awesome. I enjoyed that very much. Cool. Now, before I move on to your segment. Yeah, I would rather we jump right into a little bit of uh, Shadowlands, Shadowlands Roulette. Roulette. Now, uh, <laughs> yes, it's it's long over uh, long long past time. Long, how we're long overdue we're for overdue. Uh, for a little bit yeah. of this here. This is I, yeah. the OG arcane artifact uh, segment on this show. We have this um well two things here. We have this accursed coin. Indeed, the accursed coin, which both of us will flip to determine whether we spin one of two wheels or really to choose which of the two wheels we spin which are the dreaded wheel of states and the repulsive wheel of other countries which of course correspond with two pages on the site theshadowlands.net an ancient website from 1994 I think Mm -hmm, something like that something like that which uh it's full of stories of ghostly happenings all over the everywhere. Probably the scariest stories you'll ever hear. So and one of us will flip a coin to determine which wheel to spin. Spin that wheel, read the story, and then you'll hear it. And uh, yeah, I just gotta say, the wheels look bigger than ever. Angrier than ever, if the that coin, makes sense. The coin looks fleshier than ever. There's a lot more pulsating involved in all of these than I recall. A lot of veinage going oh, on. Oh dear. Some oozing. Uh, uh, do you want to flip first or do you want me to flip first? Yeah. Yes to which thing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. I'll just hand this coin to you. And <laughs> <laughs> Jake, I meant you. Okay. Here we go. Let me flip it. Oh, and I, you will spin the dreaded wheel of states, my friend. All right. Let me just climb up here. I'll... Hand you my mic. Go ahead and spin. Say the classic line. Nah. Okay. Go ahead and spin. All right. I'm up here. I have both mics. <laughs> oh, wow, what a spin. Spinning and <laughs> it's stopping somewhere at Oregon. Oregon. All right, so I will choose. Go to the Oregon page, and I'll randomly flip through all of the stories here, and I'll land on Roseburg, downtown Umpqua Bank on Main Street. You can hear people running up and down the stairs and doors opening and closing. You can hear people talking. Papers get thrown all over the floor. And I'm not specifying that there's no one there, just saying that that stuff happens. This is just people. The lights go on after being turned off. Mm-hmm. Two people were seen running out of the bank chasing after some people walking down the street, <laughs> even though the doors were shut and locked. Mm. A dog can be heard barking inside the bank. In the bathroom of the top floor, a woman was seen wearing a 1920s-style outfit, and she's been seen and heard flushing the toilets. <laughs> Loud noises can be heard like there's a room full of people talking, and then it gets really quiet. 
Oh shit, that really is so scary. A man was seen walking inside the bank and then just disappeared. Huh. The bottom of the elevator always glows bright red and doesn't work right. Okay. What can you, how do you see that? Um, almost every night after all the lights have been turned off and then, well what, so bottom of the elevator, what, what doesn't work about the bottom of the elevator? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Almost every night after... Well, that's where the uh, rocket is. Ah, uh, that makes sense. That's how it goes up and down. Right. Uh, almost every night after all the lights have been turned off and the doors have been locked, a light on the top floor goes on and a man is seen staring out the window. Well, I know I'm not going to that bank. I keep yeah. my money at home. <laughs> Under your mattress. Under like. my mattress where all the ghosts of my house can hold onto it. Fucking <laughs> creep. All right. I guess it's time for me to flip the coin now. Indeed. So Here you go. Okay. So heavy. And it landed on also the dreaded wheel of states. Oh boy, here we go. I got it all warmed up for you, which it was already pretty warm, but um Yeah. I'm gonna hold your mic for you. Alright, here we go. Now I have both mics. Climbing up there and I feel like the room gets bigger for the wheel. I think you're right, because it shouldn't be able to fit the way it does. Blood splatter on the wall. Okay, here That's we go. That's fine. Yeah, okay. It's gonna going. be Wisconsin. Okay. Canton Bantley Graveyard. Many ghosts have been seen here. By day, shadows follow you if you're walking along the road by the graveyard. By night, ghostly apparitions have been seen. <laughs> this place is a popular place for teenagers to party at. If you go over 25 mph over the bridge next to the graveyard, your brakes will go out on the vehicle that you're driving. Mm-hmm. Legend has it that a man by the name of Bantley killed his family and then hung himself not hanged himself in the bar next to the graveyard. Just put on some kind of like harness thing and like, okay, I'm going to just hang out here for a while. There used to be a cult that used the barn for its own religious purposes. A birdbath located in the graveyard still has blood stains from the sacrifices that used to be done here. Bird sacrifices? Yes. It is also said that two boys, T-double-O boys, were playing tag mm-hmm. at night, and a hand reached up and grabbed one of the boys' ankles. Because the fright was so strong, he died. Oh, God. <laughs> he was found dead. In the graveyard. <laughs> One might expect. Yeah. His friend was found dead. Just outside <laughs> the graveyard. Of reasons unknown. Oh. People have seen various ghosts, including a little girl in the tree located inside the graveyard. The end. Wow. That is truly chilling, Mr. Shell. And I do believe the wheels have been... Sated there. Well, Sated, know. yes. Satiated, I don't know. They're good. It's good. With that, and that means it's the end of Shadowlands Roulette. <laughs> okay, Fade I also away. have a pair of tales from India. Mm-hmm. Sounds like you're already doing better than me. <laughs> Both of them are extremely scary, though. Heads up ahead of time. <laughs> so, in parts of the North Indian state of Uttar Pradesh, an unknown creature has been terrorizing people. <gasps> Local people are calling the mysterious object of their fear and loathing... In Las Vegas? <laughs> Munochua or Face Scratcher. Oh. They claim that the so-called Face Scratcher, which has been causing mass hysteria, has attacked about 100 people. Wow. This is from 2002. <clears throat> According to locals, the flying object... So by now, it's got to be thousands of people. <laughs> easily. Tens of hundreds. <laughs> According to the locals, the flying object emitted beams of red or green light and would give an electric shock and injuries to anyone who came in contact with it. Jesus. The object remains a mystery for police as there is no concrete evidence except the statements of the victims who sustained injury marks similar to nail bite. <laughs> Witnesses have variously described the Munochwa as just like a hawk, a cat, a rubber doll, or an aircraft. Just like all those things? <laughs> Just imagine, like, the Power Rangers Ultrabot made up of all of those things. There you go. Megazord. Yes. Is that right? I yeah. think so. I believe it. When I was a kid, I loved that show. Me too. 
Some others suspect that it might be a remote-controlled object being used as a form of public harassment. Residents of Madra Village... flying drones into people's faces. <laughs> it scratched me pretty badly. <laughs> um, it looked kind of like an aircraft, but maybe it was one of these other things that didn't look normal. Honestly, I think it could have been a cat. <laughs> <laughs> Residents of Madra Village... You know how cats have four propellers and they just fly into you? <laughs> and are robots and fly... <laughs> Oh, no, I'm sorry. That's rubber dolls. Residents of Madra Village in Mirzapur district said that they saw a suspicious car parked in a remote location near two ponds. Some of them claimed to have seen a doll-shaped object flying towards the village from the place where the car was parked when pursued that's, by villagers. That's a creepy image. Oh, it is kind of, yeah. Yeah. When pursued by villagers, the object returned in the same direction from which it came. Mm-hmm. On Monday, the police opened fire on a crowd which attacked a police station. The mob was angry at not being adequately protected by the police from what they described as a mysterious flying object which attacks people at night by scratching their faces. People who say they have been attacked by the face scratcher make it sound like something out of a B-grade horror movie. (laughs) The creature suddenly erupts out of the dark and brutally scratches the faces of its victims, leaving them bleeding and traumatized. Wow. The strange being first spread panic among the villagers in the eastern districts of Uttar Pradesh. It is now terrorizing people near the state capital, Lucknow. Prime Minister Atal Bihari, Vajpayee's own constituency. Mm-hmm. He better get on it. A journalist in Lucknow says that people are staying awake through the night, taking turn to guard their homes and their faces against this monster that some say comes out of space. A couple of years ago, the papers were full of stories of a mysterious monkey man who would attack people viciously and then disappear, which I happened to cover back in episode 29, yes. International Mans of Mystery. Many people have removed their TV antennas, antennas fearing that these might attract the face scratcher. Hmm. A lot of scratching at night yes. being a frightening thing. All kinds of theories are being bandied about from extraterrestrial beings to a sinister force brought into being by India's enemies. The state government in Uttar Pradesh is harnessing the latest technology to explore the phenomenon, though the hysteria seems to be infecting the police now. One policeman said he had come across a large insect which he suspected had been wickedly introduced into India by its enemies, a view which some of his superiors seem to share. Hmm. They have sent the offending insect to a laboratory for examination. This is not the first time that mass paranoia about apparently imaginary phenomena has broken out in India. Hmm. A more benign version of make-believe phenomena was the mysterious case of statues of the Hindu god Ganesh drinking milk. People <laughs> from all kinds of backgrounds swore that if they put a saucer of milk in front of Ganesh, the idol would lap it up. Fascinated by these stories, Indians flocked to temples to see it for themselves or stayed at home trying out their own experiments. This phenomenon, too, faded within a few days, and like the Monkey Man, nothing more of it has been heard since. So it sounds like rumors kind of happening and then proliferating and then kind of dying out. Exactly. Which I suppose is just makes sense to be so common in a place like that because there's a lot more people to tell stories. And that's kind of the theme of a lot of what I was reading, If to cut right to the quick with it. It just sounds like rumors take off and become hysteria. And then they die out, and then it reboots. So it's, not, it's not a culture of people who are more gullible, it's just a culture of more people. Exactly. And I mean, we do this in the States oh my all God. the goddamn time. Um, they would later discover that the offending insect was actually a species of Asian cricket known as uh, Schizodactylus monstrous. Um, Doesn't sound great. <laughs> Uh, or monstrosis, sorry. Yeah, as the scientific name suggests, this thing looks gross. <laughs> um, it's stocky, very much like a mole cricket, but has extra wily, wacky appendages and seems to glare. It just has this pissy look on his face. It does. Time. It's very freaky looking. It's worth looking up. Um, we'll post a link to an image. The crazy looking appendages apparently help it to live its life in sandy, muddy soils by rivers and streams where it makes its burrow. Hmm. So it's got really wide uh, tarsi that look really spooky. Tarsi are like claws mm-hmm. that insects have, kind of like toes. Plural of tarsus. Tarsus. Also, the species may very well be carnivorous. Oh. The scratcher of faces, perhaps. It would be. But I almost mean, certainly not. Yeah. It would be a weird, freaky thing to have suddenly jump out at you if you're right. expecting it. Also, some of the other descriptions, like it does seem like, it seems like maybe multiple isolated incidents of different things being kind of conflated into one. Stitched together. Yeah. yeah. Like, it does sound like maybe at one point someone is playing some kind of prank on people, flying right. something around 
on maybe even a drone. I don't know. And this preempts my next question, which is, what do you think, Jake? Do we need to hit the mass hysteria button on this one? I think we might. Because I think it's totally real. That's where we'll have to agree to disagree, Wyatt. Go our separate ways. And this Show podcast. Over. <laughs> um, but that's just one of two very real and very scary things that I found. Hmm. The second may be somehow... Realer and scarier. Exactly. <laughs> so this is an article from June the 3rd, 2006. Composer-singer Himesh Reshamia, whose songs are racing up the music charts, would not have imagined that his popular score, Jalak Dikla Ja, could face flack for an apparently ghostly link. Oh. Residents of Ballet um, have banned the song, saying... Those who listen to it or sing it get possessed. Whoa. The villagers cite several cases to substantiate their claim. One instance is of Feroz Takor, 25 years old, who uh, was allegedly caught under evil influence some 10 days ago while singing the song in the evening. Quote, he ate too much that day and started behaving strangely. (laughs) He wasn't talking to anybody but himself and refused to budge from the place where he was sitting. He only became normal when we consulted the Molana, which is like a priest, mm-hmm. said uh, Arif Feroz's uh, elder brother, who runs a roller shutter shop in the village, um, which he does describe all the classic symptoms of possession. You too much staying in one place. And- yes. Uh, the family members, however, didn't allow Feroz to, t- uh, to talk to media because they feared it would bring a bad name to the family. Uh, Samia Master, a, resti- a retired school teacher in Takor Mahala, uh, where several people have reportedly been possessed because of the song, recounted five other cases. Wow. Quote, getting possessed by evil power is not a new phenomenon, but of late the trend has increased. The evil follows you because the lyrics of the song have the words, Aja Aja, that invite the ghost. I think that translates roughly to come, come. Ah. Uh, since the evil has infected five to six people, we have decided that nobody here will play the song. <laughs> Rafiq Hussain, a shop owner in Takor Mahala, is aware of the superstition regarding the song. Quote, transistors here catch radio merchy, and this particular song is played twice or thrice a day. Although I don't believe in such superstition, I switch off the radio when elders ask me to do so. Why should we invite unnecessary conflict? Interestingly, this uh, Rashamiya score invites trouble only for members of the Muslim community. For Hindus living in the village of about 8,000 residents, there is a uh, Gujarati hit uh, number, Sanedo Sanedo, that is believed to invite evil, a witch that harasses women in particular. A woman, Sushma, died of cancer some years ago. People say her husband didn't perform any rituals after her death. The local belief is that Sushma possesses women who sing the song at a particular time of day, said Jayanti Patel. Patel's wife was apparently under the influence last week. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Patel's wife was apparently under the, she was dead. the evil influence last week. There you go. Uh, quote, my, wife, uh, my family members uh, took her to an exorcist and they claimed that she got cured, he said, while denying that a ghost or a witch could possess someone for singing a song. Well... At perhaps great risk to my and my girlfriend's lives, and I suppose your life and the lives of all of our listeners. Uh, we should listen to the song. I've managed to track them down. I have indeed. Excellent. We can listen to them both, not in full length, but we can maybe leave. We're listening to them both twice through right now. Get this, get this witch going, and we have music videos too. If you'd like to watch, I absolutely would. So first off, Jalak Dikla Ja, a super hit track from a super popular movie called Oxar which was believed by the residents of a small area to be an invitation to evil spirits. Oh. Ooh, slow-mo dance floor. I mean, so far this just sounds straight-up evil. Yep. <laughs> oh, God. This guy's like, yeah, right. <laughs> can just sense the evil spirits just hurrying towards us in the video there's basically just a swirling cloud of sort of looks like disembodied skeletons (laughs) (laughs) 
moves. Oh, I love choreography. <laughs> oh shit, this guy's on the move. So, you've basically heard the next four minutes of your life. <laughs> it carries on in that fashion pretty much up until the point that a spirit comes into the room and punches you in the face. <laughs> Makes you eat too much, sit around. Yeah, so I guess, Jake, in your opinion, how possessed are you right now? On a scale from one to possessed, I'm going to go with like a, like a three, a three, three and a half. You're not feeling very hungry. You're like, you don't want to move. I don't really want to move, but I could, I could probably eat something. I think we stopped the song at just the right moment. <laughs> now for Sanedo Sanedo, the song said to invoke a witch that may haunt and kill the listener, especially if listeners girl. There is a scary music video for the song oh boy. that I initially figured we could just listen to the whole thing since the track is only 45 minutes long, but thought better of it <laughs> because it's perhaps too dangerous to let the song complete. As completion of the song may also mean completion of the curse invocation of the witch. Oh. So we can just pick it a few moments throughout. Let's just start from the start and then we can jump around. Sure. Ooh. Yeah. Definitely got some very uh, scary camera work so far. Ooh. Got this dude in his blue outfit. Oh, what is that jacket called? Shoot. Oh, I knew this. I used to know this. I don't know. He's got his crew. Is that a doll? That drum? I don't know. Uh, maybe. Oh. Jump cut. Smash. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he is lip syncing. No, I think this is all live. Oh, he's having fun now. <laughs> oh, I thought this was going to be a quiet song. Oh, we're all dancing now. Okay. I enjoy that all the instruments we're hearing are not the ones we're seeing and vice versa. There's a 3,000 person orchestra just off screen. Yes. And no mics on anyone you see on screen. <laughs> Except for him when he's singing. So you can hear him singing Sunday though. Evil word. I will say this. It's a very catchy song. It's a fun one. It's a shame it's only 45 minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> Get more of it. So, we saw how it starts. <laughs> Let's see what happens about 24 minutes in. Okay. <laughs> I'm hoping for a very, very dramatic jump. So, he's still with his crew. Okay. Hey, he, he ditched the dole, and now he's playing with this guy. Oh! He is now wearing a totally different outfit. <laughs> Another very smooth jump cut. You wouldn't even have noticed. Yeah. Everyone's wearing a different outfit now. Yep. Camera's moved. Oh. Oop, they just zoomed in. <laughs> you gotta get a better angle. Camera work. So, maybe just be a slow song at this point. Could be. Oh, oh I was wrong. Okay. So, it is, uh, in about the time it takes me to drive to work. <laughs> we have arrived <laughs> basically at the start of the song again, which is kind of cool. So I'm going to. They're going. They're kind of in a mosh pit of joy right now. <laughs> yes, they are. Okay, let's just see. As much of the jump cuts are. Um, well, they're very smooth and very professional looking. I think I am glad for everyone in the video that they didn't have to do it all in one continuous take. Oh my god. Can like you 30 imagine? Minutes oh, shoot. I screwed up. Guys, we got to start over. Yeah, take it from the top. <laughs> Um, let's try 41 minutes in. Sure. Alright. See that the, the music has really taken a very... It's built to a whole new place. I will say, having listened through to the end, and having subsequently been haunted and killed by a witch myself in preparation for this episode, <laughs> this track truly pops off just 
just 44 minutes in, okay. which I will just take us to right now really quick. Oh, oh, they've changed the lyrics. Oh, shit. Oh, yeah, that drum beat is popping off. I can't even imagine that a person playing that percussion instrument after 44 <laughs> minutes would be able to dig deep for a very high paced finish, but it's fun. And you don't know your average tabla player. They can they can, they go, can go to town, man. <laughs> Excuse me. I, I don't and? know. I'm just. Before it ends, before it ends, stop it. Okay. <sighs> Thank you. That was you. close. That was close. So we got to the end screen. We're showing the next videos we're recommending. That meant we were dangerously close to they being were also flashing killed. a word on the screen saying which approaching. <laughs> yes. Um, on a scale. Of zero to pure evil, what would you rate this? Not having had the full experience of all 45 minutes of the song, I can't truly judge exactly what it might be like to experience it in its entirety, but for me, I'm going to give it a, uh, a negative five. <laughs> from zero to whatever it was before? A scale from one to possessed. I, gave it, I, think, it, I think it gave it a three. I want to give it a three again. Fair enough. Cool. What about you? I'm already dead. So. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Sorry. So yeah, for anyone brave enough, we'll have links to both cuts on the episode page. Yes, sir. That has been my trip to, to India. India. <laughs> well, you know, it was an experiment to try traveling around, and I think we've uh, we've gotten some interesting results out of it. Indeed. You never know when you conduct an experiment what's going to happen. You only have hypotheses of what might hypotheses, happen. Hypotheses, exactly. exactly. And, uh, we've learned some things, I think, you and I. <laughs> mm -hmm. We have indeed important lessons. And <laughs> I'm just glad to be... Living my second life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we'll take that second life into a little more traveling next, next week, where we will go to Canada, Canada, the scariest country of them all. Exactly. So we'll catch you next week with more August Around, around the world. world. We'll see you there. Bye. Wait, actually, we should do other stuff. <laughs> we should also say, hey, if you like the show, rate. Oh, yeah. Us and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever it's yeah. called. And if you really like us, eh, Patreon. Do it up. It's a cool thing. We love you for it. We love everyone who is supporting us now. And we just are glad you guys are enjoying the show. Let us know. Yeah. Bye, Bye. for real. Bye.